Dinazenon. Dinazenon? If I were to guess, I would say Dinazenon, the second one. I'm going to need it in front of my face every single time we mention it tonight because they came up with a word that is impossible to pronounce if I do not have it right the fuck in front of me. Maybe we should have run the printer for a bit before this, or, I don't know, can we get a speech therapist, maybe a vocal coach? Like, just watch, say- watch, I'm going to put my phone down. I'm going to put the phone down right now. It's called diazid. Fuck! See? 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 See, I want to go to a speech therapist and tell him, hi, I semi-professionally talk about shows Denazion? developed no, no, it's di- by fringe creatives in one country. The Principality of Zeon. And translated by borderline failures in another. Why is Trigger doing this to me? They already they, did Darling in they- the Franks to me. As I'd say, they've done way worse. Your wallet is intact. Your rib cage is intact. You're not bleeding anywhere. I feel like an idiot. <laughs> I feel like such an asshole whenever I have to say this thing's title. I almost want to run a poll. Like, is it Dinazenon or Dinazenon? They haven't said it in the show in the episode we watched, right? No, they totally did. They totally did? Okay. They totally I'm... did. But a whole lot of things happened in that episode. I think... <laughs> Like, a lot of things happen in that episode, and they explain very little of it because it's going to be that kind of show where, you know, yeah, you know, you, you watch it, you know, you watch the, the full core. I think it's probably going to be, like, 13 episodes, and then you go back and watch it again, and it'll be like, ah, I see. It's like, oh, I see the mystery unfolding together. Now they're full psychological interiority. Okay, Trigger. Now their full, strong, screaming feelings <laughs> are displayed before me. Now, uh, ladies and gentlemen of the world. No. A new season of Weeb Shit is Upon Us. Dinazanon. And I've got to say... I th- oh, oh, I got it right. I got it right. Yes! We can do it. We can win. All right. New season of Weeb Shit is Upon Us. Mm-hmm. It actually, at a glance, looks like a decent spread. There are still a bunch of isekai things in my eyes. Yeah, so yeah, I don't give over. a shit about any of them. I don't even think I'm going to review them because I look at them and there's some kind of Russian central authority memory hole thing happening. I feel like I feel like we do not want to like do a Namek thing for the We Woo Hell Isekai arc. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. So yeah. Because people still remember Namek for it being way the fuck too long, and I don't want us to sit here and belabor you know, our hatred of Isekai. I, I I did the episode on it. That was basically the last word that I had on the fucking subject. That's oh, wait. Probably... No, it wasn't. Because fucking, what the hell is it called? It had to go and oh, will itself. Healer? Yeah, Healer had to fucking will itself into existence. Incredible. I would review a second season of Azure Lane as just a boxing exercise, but that's my interior brokenness. That's not so, yeah. This episode, we're going over just a few of the new offerings of the season. Not so much full tilt reviews, just uh, first impressions. Mm-hmm. Today we are the gym we went position on little, uh, of the speed hats. Speed dating. Speed dates. We went on speed dates to some shows. Uh, no, Sam, I enjoyed the majority of these, so this was not speed dating. <laughs> let me let me tell you. <laughs> Said Denard, like, it's not worse from the other gender. And, like, just four guys without... <laughs> Four guys with questionable stains on their shirts saying, Do you clean? (laughs) (laughs) Now, as you might have gleaned, the first show that we watched was a Trigger original because I will always roll the dice with Trigger because I have never been bored. (laughs) I can say that I have never been bored. Is, um, 
You said you don't pronounce the S's in the title. You don't right? actually pronounce the S's, apparently. All right, it's so, like a holic. So you would think that it's Dinazenon, but it's actually just Dinazenon. And it is. Dinazian. Damn it. Dinazian. <laughs> going in, I wasn't sure whether it was a direct or spiritual sequel to what was going on in the Gridman show which was a preceding show that they did that I guess I should explain before we talk about this fucking one. Yeah, you probably should. I didn't watch much of it. Gridman is essentially probably the modern trigger offering I enjoyed the most. In the whole era, that's a whole, you know, brand new animal. All the post-Kiznaiber shit. The post-Kiznaiber. Okay, so uh, that's going to be Darling in the Franks to present? I, th- I feel like I'm leaving two things like Inferno Cop out or whatever. But Inferno yeah. Cop was... Pre-Kiznaiver, I think. Sorry, I, I just came out of the pandemic hole. My brain is fucked. Oh, yeah, no. Time means nothing anymore. It never did. It was just the thing that we made up to explain motion. We just started a prog metal band. <laughs> <laughs> the point. Gridman was kind of a kaiju versus sentai hero revival kind of thing. Because it used the old, you know, Gridman property. And Trigger is obviously owned by humongous nerds who are qualified to engage in this kind of product. Really the kind of people that you wish got Zack Snyder's fucking contracts, but that's just me taking my shot of the episode before moving on. What I know from, you know, being in the Weebosphere uh, about Gridman and not having actually watched Gridman is that the only thing that the fucking community really took away from that show was uh, the female lead and... uh, like her legs, they wouldn't. The they wouldn't shut the fuck up. Female lead was two directional fan bait. First, there was just the core premise that she was essentially a fanboy of kaiju type things who didn't regard the consequence of what she did as people, and so was one of those I don't know Watchmen type antagonists or what have you. And no, not her. No, the like the one in the shorts. I thought she was in shorts. Wait, are we talking about the purple haired one? No, 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 the other one. Oh, oh, different. Okay. Yeah, her. Not, okay, not the uh, quasi I would totally be misusing the word Fujoji. Not the quasi shudden type, okay. No. Oh, the ally one. Yeah, 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 who has, like, the sweater and the shorts. Yeah, no, that that is that that is the main uh, cultural byproduct of that show that in the Weavosphere. That is fucking hilarious. They, they, just, they just want to be sandwiched by them. Man. You know, if dating apps worked, it would just kill a quarter of the anime industry. This overnight because apocalypse. dating apps don't work was why the anime industry is <laughs> able to exist the way that it does. That is true. That is true. And like I have this sort of half resentment, half awe, respect. I'm not sure what it is. Do you think that the match group is owned by it's, animation fanboys? It's no one emotion that I feel about this thing. Let me tell you. <laughs> you could wear a few lantern rings. Couple of them. Probably got a red one in there. Is, is there a blue one? Any shade of a blue one. Any shade of the hope ring. Yes, there has to be. <laughs> there has to be. There has to be. Otherwise, like, I don't know what I'd do. <laughs> All right. So the point is, Gridman, as far as I can tell, Gridman was one of the more popular of these heroes that doing these revival projects for. All right. And now we're on to another one, Danazinon. S-S-S-S, Anita Sarkeesian. Yes. Yes, yes. And, um... First episode, first impressions. I enjoyed it. I Is it wrong to say I'm kind of worried about them repeating themselves when 
it's like explicitly a continuation in a way, but maybe I. So for what it's worth, um, having only watched the first couple of episodes of Gridman before getting distracted by other shows, as is uh, often the case with me. What I found interesting, and I do not understand why they have done it yet, but what I found interesting was them juxtaposing the odd, you know, inner lives and, you know, interpersonal lives of these characters with odd fucking shit happening. <laughs> Just stuff begins to float. Why? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you kind of learn why at the end of the episode, because uh, it's a it's, it's a kaiju, guys. Uh but, you know, first, you know, like a mailbox floats, then you see some cars floating. There's in the background on the news, some anchors like, yeah, I don't know why, but some stuff's floating. And then you see a fucking building start to float. Uh, and it was uh, it was done and paced and interspersed with all the interest. Interesting is I don't want to call it interesting yet. It's early days, but all the odd character drama that was happening, you know, for the bulk of the episode. The non-fighting segments, they're very attached to maintaining this certain mood, like a detached teen drama kind of thing. Well, they want a humanistic face on it. I get yeah. it. Yeah. No, no, I'm, not saying it's, I'm not saying it's bad. Yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's just interesting. And that... I kind of like that this time they have strayed away from the main cast, like established relationships to the kaiju drama like i got the idea in gridman i think i've just read too many fucking post gaiman western comics sure uh, uh, on how this is about a story that turns into letters on the uh. narrative space of the unconscious mind it's <laughs> not even taking it to him it's rough but... because he's he's really good you read his stuff and he's really good and also just the byproduct of who he is and what he's done is so often annoying. Yeah, like, if Frank Miller is the good... Well, back then good. Is the good godfather of Comic ed, of comic Edge that went wrong. I guess that Neil, Neil Gaiman would be the godfather of postmodernism that went wrong. The, the antecedent to Doctor Who locks... <laughs> But well, I digress. His cage is like people not being able to shut the fuck up about stories. Stories. And who knows? Maybe we're headed right there. So how did you feel about this as a established mecha slash partial kaiju fan? Hmm. Alright, so I'm going to be... Uh, I mean, this is already known about me. I'm way the fuck more about uh, real robot shows than I am about super robot shows. Okay. Uh, for the most part, so this was not exactly my wheelhouse, or is that it does not really take place in my wheelhouse. I think you know my um, I've watched enough super robot shows, but I never really went into you know your Mazingers too hard. I was more about you know Gundam, Votoms, that sort of thing. Okay. So what I'm trying to say here is that it looks pretty cool. It looks pretty cool, guys. It does look pretty cool. It looks pretty shiny. I, they uh, contain the computer animation at least to the kaiju and the signature robot, and not every frame, at least. Yes. I I remain a bitter, whiny baby monkey on that topic. Well, here's, here's all I can really do. All I can really do is take what has been presented to me and speculate. 
because I again I I don't actually think I watched Go Lion, um, mm-hmm. or even not uh, you know when Go Lion became Voltron in America, uh, so that that is that would have been my most accessible you know entryway into this part of the genre, and I just never. so what do we have here we have these characters with these interesting contradictions about them who are drawn into this thing that does not seem to i don't know is this coming from a different world or is this now just appearing in our world because here's this guy who might be the protagonist and might be the secondary protagonist who describes himself as a you know beast or kaiju team or something like that, as though this is a thing and has been. I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. In Gridman, there was a total explanation for the economy of kaiju and shit and how it came about. Sure, I have completely forgotten it. <laughs> In the time between us watching this show and us recording this episode, I did not look it up. I was sleeping. <laughs> I was playing video games. I was reading books. Oh, you know, I, you know, it was free last month on uh, PSN. Was the um, was the Final Fantasy VII remake? Ooh, it's way more playable than uh, Final Fantasy games often are. I just, I I can't into that, turn-based RPGs outside of Pokemon. That is, and it is, you know, it's real time-ish. Sometimes a lot of turn-based battle systems outside of four times games kind of feel like the appendix. Mm. You don't know why it's there. Anyway, I've been dancing around this. I like this overall. Yeah, it's, it's I, good, it's solid. It's a it's a good first episode, and that you know, I, it does things a little bit out of order, mm. um, in terms of how one does a first episode, where maybe not out of order, but it does it in a interesting order. I felt because right, you have to introduce the characters, introduce the setting, introduce the premise, right. introduce the problem. Right, it spins. I think. 70%, 70-80% of its runtime just introducing the characters, kind of like hinting a little bit at the uh, at, at the premise. The setting is, you know, it's Japan. Right. Um, or is it? Uh, I mean, like, clearly it is, but how the setting is impacted by the premise, we have yet to understand as it is. You know, and then the, of... the premise and then... Uh, problem as well become revealed mostly the premise because you know they beat the thing right mm-hmm. so any larger problem oh is, i'm sorry a massive spoiler they fight a kaiju they fight a, a show kaiju and they win ss dyna xenon i know i think I, know. You, I think you were correct yeah holy shit no 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 i think dyna xenon oh god i stole it from you i stole the name from you you can't say the words anymore s dynasty I don't know. So you know what I JR like. Jr. was shot. I can't remember about who the shot show's JR. existence. I wasn't alive for that. What I call the show's existence. It's not so much a text level theme or even a subtext theme. It's. I think I'm just psychologically projecting it onto the show. But they do this whole thing of this reboot of there's like yeah, taking modern Dallas. storytelling tones, tropes, whatever, mm-hmm. putting these old things in them that they love, right? Yeah. And I just imagine, just in this guy's mind, all of this teen drama, psychological trauma stuff. 
is just this cheese on a mouse trap, and he's staring at the bushes, waiting for people, <laughs> and he's about to just throw his entire toy collection at them as soon as. <laughs> yeah, I'm imagining like he's actively holding a fucking Mazinger model, <laughs> stroking it like a kitten. Like soon, soon. So I would gamble on the show being at least all right. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I feel I have the feeling, you know, it could. It could turn around on us, and honestly, even if it did, the stakes are pretty low, so whatever, go for it if you want to be shit. I address this show when I say this, mm. <laughs> but uh, I, I have a feeling that, you know, once the 13 episodes are up, you'll probably thought, yeah, that was a pretty good 13 episodes. Yeah, and, you know, we obviously cannot account for the risk of something going bunny drop and betraying you. It could go bunny drop. It could go darling the Franks. It has no, before. Could go with, bunny drop with, could specifically go bunny drop. What could go bunny drop? We another show we watched. I am the transition master. Yeah. It is referred to in shorthand as Higewosoru. Higewosoru. There is a full title. I would butcher it. I think it counts as racism. We're not going to do that. So Higerosoru is a primarily drama. I was going to say dramedy, but it seems to be just be a drama. With I think it's just like a straight drama. Amusing moments? Okay. So this is a drama where the inception of everything is salaryman crashes out on a date, is walking home. There's a high school girl Who? sitting, her coat wrapped up, sort of on the sidewalk. Immediately propositions him. Immediately propositions him. And because, because he is not a fucking sex pest, he is <laughs> disgusted by the idea. Yes. Outright rejects her and asks, what the fuck is wrong with you? Do you just need a place to fucking crash? And lets her crash on his floor. Uh, she is, in fact, a runaway. And if you were familiar with, you know... Why people sometimes do the things that they do that maybe don't seem like the best idea and maybe seem like, oh, you're probably, one of these days, it seems like this might lead you to something really regrettable. A whole lot of the time, you can look to something that has probably happened to them in the past that was perhaps not so great. Perhaps, in fact, really, really not so great. And that is, I think, what this show is eventually sort of, uh, getting towards is uh learning about these characters and why they are the way they are and the kind of probably shitty things that have happened to them to make them the way that they are something can always pull the rug out from under me because i'm known for making fantastically bad bets Mm -hmm. but even with my track record i would lean towards the topic that's probably heading toward being some variation of the closet discussed by Pat oswalt yes uh it is that 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 was my first thought. Uh, I I can't really say that I'm usually right about this sort of thing because I don't really make a habit of being like ooh 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 ooh, ooh. yeah. Uh, Step right up there by taking your bets, taking your bets. So what do you think of its execution of this moment? The uh, first couple of fucking minutes of this show really made me. I've never even fucking been to an izakaya place. And I fucking miss going to Izakaya places <laughs> because I will see them in anime. I will see people go to them in anime. Like the uh, 
the love is hard for otaku show i can't remember it's like name name that one the the, the one yeah, I remember, I remember. yeah yeah that one where they will fucking go to izakaya a whole lot and it looks like the most fun i've ever seen anyone have mm-hmm. do you think cheers had that effect elsewhere <laughs> i don't know i know the places like it exists i know that's an izakaya place in lic i'm pretty sure there are i mean i think that have. you have just a general desire for more anime like specifically targeted towards grown-ups yes that is the other thing and i remember 10 minutes into this episode where you have this adult who's acting like an adult (laughs) maybe he has idiosyncrasies certainly but you know he makes adult decisions and not exaggerated child decisions that you will often see uh you know shonen characters a whole lot of the time this is very clearly a sign in uh make and you know i look at it and i think to myself this is neat. I like I like anime with adult characters. I would be fascinated to see what it would imply about the growing generation if this was just categorized as shonen. Mom, I want to watch my coming-of-age drama about the sad girl who's adopted by the guy <laughs> with the sex trauma. Can we put that on? No! Oh my god, what the fuck? Go, go watch Kimono Gien! What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Look, look, there's a fox girl. Slams the door. I thought the show was alright. I think it's alright, right? Pretty yeah. good. I think that this first episode, and I get it, hit the premise. But they definitely sort of hit this one beat a few too many times of the humor value slash implicit sad value of her being like, do you want to go to Uncle Touchy's closet with me? And be like, no! No, no. I don't want to... Jesus... And it, I get it, because it's a scene, and it's idea for a scene that works. Like, how many fucking people did? Fuck and, them. And it establishes the stuff about him and her, but... Maybe that's just a perpetual danger in a televised drama. Like, you want to make sure this moat of the characters understood, this beat is hit, but... Sure, yeah. I mean, it is the first episode. The Getting yeah. the characters across is pretty important right now. Uh, the thing that I wonder is... Okay, you've got this premise. What are you going to do with it? Because I, you know, you, you, one must wonder, you know, how much they are able to squeeze out of it. Yeah, unlike the prior show, I, would, I wouldn't necessarily be able to make a gambler's bet on this improving or declining. Yeah, it could, it could crash and burn real fucking hard. They could make some very poor decisions and this ends up being not so greatly remembered. Something that I'm going to cover before you this time, because mm-hmm. sometimes I like to pick the basketball. Yeah. As far as the uh, animation goes... Ah, whenever they try to do the uh, you know Sakuga pre thing where they cheap out on the scene to try to make one later on better. Yeah, the scenes they cheap out on the mouths. It looks like oh, a it's, fucking VTuber. It's I, noticeable. Yes, <laughs> I can't. I can't fucking get over it. VTubers is now on that list along with things like K-pop and Roblox of shit that scares me and I don't want to understand and I wish didn't exist. VTubers don't scare me because that is a medium. For shit posting, I can I can get behind that. Mm-hmm. Roblox don't scare me because I saw Legos, I saw Minecraft, I saw Newgrounds. Okay, I get the premise. Okay, human beings who listen to most K-pop and hear anything but the accounting meeting <laughs> that led to this group's existence—that <laughs> scares me. The way that they form systems, right? Entire systems around a small group of human beings reminds me of 
nothing so much as very very early feudalism like in the, <laughs> like in the late roman period <sighs> that tickled me <laughs> Anyway, kicking the ribs of K-pop aside, I'm going to rate this one a coin flip. Yeah, I would call it a coin flip. With It would competently set up, but I've seen shit that's been competently set up, and then... <laughs> duty. Uh, oh, yeah, there's just, oh, there, we... just bunny droplets left all over the room. We haven't even mentioned the dog fuck of the week, season two of uh, Promise Neverland. Oh, right, they... I've never seen such betrayal. What did they? What did they do? I, I what did they do? Look at how they massacred my boy. I don't know what kind of Roose Bolton lifting his sleeve shit this was. I don't understand it. The thing was done. The thing was done. The manga was finished. Here's my theory. Here's my theory. Conspiracy theory. There must have been a whole anime gate consumer revolt we never heard of right and people got threatened doxxed life ruined whatever and the director of this show was one of the victims of this consumer revolt that now just fucking hates anime people and wants to be revenge i don't know it seems to me i would not be surprised to learn about some fucking rumors level drama that happened behind the scenes of this fucking production Great. I don't. I. There's no reason for it. Like I cannot find a reason for it. The. The. Well, some people. Did they only get greenlit for the second season, and they were told like, "That's all you're getting." Fuck you. Because remember, remember, the first season took off in a way that no one was fucking expecting. That show yeah. was basically the hit of the season. I can't remember what else was airing around that time, but. I think I was watching that, Hiraka, one or two other shows, but that was the fucking show that season. It was a very Shonen Jump season. I think it was actually airing around the same time as uh, third season of Attack on Titan. Ah. So I was getting my fucking episode-to-episode cliffhangers all over the goddamn place. I was having a grand old time. But but you're going off your uh, theory here? It just seems weird to me that they would make this second season as they did... Unless they were told, you literally only have this season. We're only going to give you this one second season. Make it count. Yeah, I have no non-speculative answers to that shit. It's it's so fucking... My friend... It's actually fascinating to think about. It's fascinating to think about all the things that could have gone wrong behind the scenes of this. Like, forget that it was bad. Like, it was bad. I am pretty disappointed, uh, but... All of my feelings about it aside, I find myself more just fascinated with the drama that has to now exist, or that has to have existed for it to have come out the way that it did. So let's set a threshold for this. Okay. One of our favorite shows, mm-hmm. Mobile Suit Gundam, number, number, whatever. Yeah. It, 79. 79. It, or Zeta Gundam, had to contend with the mechanical designer stealing the director's wife. <laughs> <laughs> And those shows came out well. They're both so very if, good. If, yeah. we, if we assume just universal laws of social gravity, whatever happened had to be much, much worse than a designer stealing the director's wife. I don't know. That, thing, that feels a little bit. <laughs> I mean, 
That works for a gag, certainly, but it does feel a little bit like binary thinking. Like, not all... Oh, yeah, yeah, not a Not, not all people are going to react the same way to the same things. But I, I would love it if that is exactly what happened. I would love some fucking Fleetwood Mac rumors level drama <laughs> that happened behind the scenes of this. Where, you know, the, the director decided that he was going to have a personal fucking vendetta against the mangaka or something. I will spoil your legacy. God, fucking assassins. All right. They will remember only my second season. Let's get into our next first impressions. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Back on to other collapses. The old Shaman King is famous for... I didn't watch it, but evidently... Some kind of similar rumors drama leading to the comic slash show going to the death zone. Interesting. I so just knew it that, for, you know, it being something that four kids got its claws into. That also happened on the American front, which always goes the way it goes. For some reason, I still remember the song to that one. Interesting. So I don't know who died or forgave someone else or locked hands and became friends in this life. Mm-hmm. But they decided to try to heal this fandom wound in the force by making a new Shaman King series. All right. So I guess, I don't know, this is Shaman King Brotherhood. <laughs> and we watched the first bit of it. It's pretty good. It is pretty good. It is I, br- it's pretty good. I really enjoy how not attached to putting his background characters in the house style this artist is. No, he'll uh, he'll draw anyone looking however the fuck he wants. It's a it's very free. It's, it's very free. I mean, the, the first thing that you notice about this show is its character designs, and yeah, again, how at liberty he the uh, the the artist, the character design, the other uh, the original mangaka probably felt he was at mm-hmm. when coming up with them because your main protagonist is his sidekick look like they're from two different fucking properties. <laughs> yeah, what was his name? Manta. I don't fucking know, man. All right, something with an M. He's co- he's like, and Co. Co is the main character. That's that's what I've that's what I have been able to absorb without having anything in front of me. Oh god, was that his name in the Four Kids version? I feel like they Americanized their names in the Four Kids version, I think in the but it's four been kids... so long, and I was so fucking. I was just about over fucking Four Kids <laughs> uh, when this thing aired. I think it aired like. Yeah, not in the 90s. It was a few years later than that. Like, a little bit after the turn of the millennium, I think. And I was getting to be about 10 now, and I was getting a little bit fucking sick of the jelly donuts. Fair enough. Fair fucking enough. I, I think in the 4Kids version, it was Yo Asakura. Okay. I think that's still his name again. Okay. okay. Yeah, okay. Yo Asakura. Cool. Now. Not What's Joey important Wheeler. about this? What is super important mm-hmm. about this show? It has one of the unintentionally funniest opening scenes I've seen in something that doesn't suck. <laughs> that is a very specific award. <laughs> but this, spoiler town, but first episodes will kind of eat me. Evil baby! Evil baby! There is an evil baby. There's an evil baby. And it is a talking, floating prophesied evil baby <laughs> with a good baby twin <laughs> that's, 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 and it says fucking trap artist 
And evil there's a conversation between characters. That's... A SoundCloud trap. <laughs> <laughs> That's a evil. There's a conversation between two characters that I wish I heard more in fiction of shit. An evil baby's coming, but she's having twins. Are you willing to kill an innocent baby to kill this evil baby? <laughs> Which, you know, let's interrogate that philosophical question. How evil does the evil baby need to be before it's okay to kill one normal baby to get rid of the evil baby? I mean, couldn't you just, like, convince the evil baby to go to, like, a liberal arts school or something? You know, that was going to be my answer, but in the premise's defense, the evil baby has come out talking and fully psychologically true, formed yeah, the... as fucking evil. Like, he has already been through 25 years of being raised by Fred Trump. He is just on that road. <laughs> this baby is about that the life. DMV. Like, that's, that's true. Like he could do the least amount of harm. Like, the, he could be evil as fuck and do the least amount of harm working there. He could do harm to your day. He could ruin your fucking day. But that's that's as far as he'd be able to get. I'm going to need you to restart this paperwork. <laughs> you know, like the couple of times the last few years I've been to the DMV, it has not actually been as mimetically terrible as it is, you know, known to be. That's nice. That's nice. When I went there, I just sort of blacked out into that Stalin memory hole I was talking mm -hmm. about earlier. You know, I showed up, I filled out the paperwork, I handed the paperwork, they took my photo, it was over pretty quickly. I paid them 80 bucks. God, I'm going to have to do that again before this summer. Anyway. There's a bit of a funny moment, speaking of the character designs on this show, where the second is fucking Samurai Fen's character appears on screen. It's like, oh, so you're sticking around for a while. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, you, stick, you stick out in a room. <laughs> a Pompadour, you know, Josuke guy is probably sticking around, too. They spent a lot of time fucking coming up with that dude's look. What a phenomenal waste that was. I would admire if that guy was a one-off. I mean, I've seen more over-designed one-offs. True, true. Mostly in JoJo. Rocky still has my heart. He uh he, he just loves I I think he is a character designer who decided to come up with a manga in order to show off his character designs. For the record, I was going to make fun of the show's power system for being derivative for a second. Then I remembered this is based on a comic from what, 13 years ago? Earlier than that, because I feel like it got an adaptation about 20 years ago actually. So yeah, if you're a fan of that whole... And it had already been running for a while even then. So if you're a fan of that whole contemporary sort of sputtering out of gas movement in Shonen, then maybe you'll enjoy this a little more as at least a type of source zombie. Yeah. It's a fun throwback. It is a fun throwback. The idea of just power-up teaming with ghosts as your stand is amusing to me. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's Pokey Jojo. Poke, Poke Jojo, indeed. I Poke Jojo can't help but imagine just ending up with someone who was just a dirt farmer for 60 years and then died of typhus. <laughs> hey, I'm Barry. I died in World War One. My ghost power is a bayonet. Do you want a bayonet, kid? Do it, can I get another one? <laughs> I can also make you really good at running headlong into danger, but like... I will not have a response to the situation. <laughs> I wonder... Mm -hmm. you get to fucking mulligan on that shit is there a mechanic in this world that says that like it has to be you know the but i think they make an agreement right because they're two 
you know, more or less sentient entities who have agency. So I think, like, you, you, you make an agreement with someone to be, you know, their shaman and I, they be your, you know, spirit guy. I think that's a thing. I think there is actually a relatively well thought through canon thing where it's an agreement and you can also just be a dick and ditch a partner. Huh. Like, that's totally just a thing. Yeah, I mean, that that, that makes enough sense. I, it, it'd feel weird, like, uh, like the whole paranatural thing where, oh, they, this, this, this tool, <laughs> it chose you. Hey, you're a shovel guy now. You're, you're like, your thing is a shovel. This is a book. This is your book. There's a ghost that lives inside of it. Oh, a paranatural gets the weeaboo hell seal of approval, by the way. Oh, uh, it's so fucking good. It's just one of the better webcomic things that is... Ex- exists right now, yeah. Mercifully, the guy sets his own schedule so he doesn't have to kill himself at a magazine somewhere. Yeah, um, which is good because apparently he damn near his fucking hand damn near fell off, uh, trying to uh, trying to get it out at a magazine schedule. He said, "You you go ahead and take your time. Try four whole hours of sleep. Mm. See how it fits to you." And actually, his uh, the schedule last I checked has been somewhat regular with you know the latest uh the latest arc where he decided to focus on the conspiracy theory kid for a while. Ooh. Yeah. I haven't caught up in pair. We're getting off topic. We're getting off topic. We're getting off topic, though. Um, I, I think you could say there is probably a non-zero Shaman King conceptual thread to Paranatural. I mean, it's mostly JoJo. It is mostly JoJo. It's, the, the guy the guy's ghosts, into it. Yeah, the yeah. guy is pretty into JoJo. He is heavily jojed. And finally, something I was not fucking ready for. Never me neither. <laughs> Something that came to me as something of a fucking surprise. Sam, you can introduce this one. So, this one series that people like shitposting in about because they're fucking thirsty degenerates is this show called Nagatoro. Or <laughs> uh, Don't Stop Bullying Me, Nagatoro, or Please Don't Bully Me, Nagatoro. And it's a... Just on its fucking face, it is, you know, a femdom show. This is a femdom sketch comedy. I have never said those words before. <laughs> and it was it was interesting because I all I knew it for was its reputation and the character design of uh, of Nagatoro. It's become somewhat iconic in a small way within, you know, certain circles. Within its orbit, yeah. Within yeah. its orbit, it's become somewhat I- iconic over the last you know, couple of years. It is yeah. a face you can show to someone as a reaction with implications. And it's like, oh, I know who that is. That's the, that's, that, that's the bully girl. She has a fang. So I knew it from its reputation, and as the episode plays out, I was not prepared. I was really, really not prepared for how much the joke just worked for me. Like, I, I don't get it. It's not even a fucking, like, oh, this is doing it for me. No, it's not that. It's, it's more a, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's really fucking funny to watch. Look. It was funny to watch her drive him to fucking tears and then wipe it up and then make fun of him for crying. I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's it's mean-spirited in a way that. It's kind of a new joke. I don't know. There. There isn't a lot that hasn't been done before, and I don't. Outside of fucking Bayonetta, I have not come across a lot of fucking mainstream fucking. We're not doing a comedic projection when we 
say it's a fucking femdom sketch comedy show. I swear to God. That's they- like that's literally what it is. I think the the moment where I realized that I love this thing was this one little, this quiet little gag where for some reason or another, I can't remember the context, she had either dumped him in a river or gotten him to fall in a river or gotten him to jump in a river and he got out and has to unzip his fly to let the water fucking dump out of his pants. And he is so, so completely without dignity in that moment of the water falling out of his fly. It is. (laughs) He is truly being stepped upon and called garbage. Perhaps the first and last of all people to be stepped upon and called garbage. Oh man, so more than a year ago now, like quite a bit more than a year ago now. Wow, it was a while ago. When we reviewed uh, Milfi Zakai, right? Mm-hmm. Which was a show that's more or less just an adaptation of someone's fetish, right? Turned into characters on a show that was trying to get its premise to work on the strength of its audacity, right? Mm-hmm. And this is basically doing the same thing except it works this time and i'm trying to figure out what works about this besides the fact that it's not isekai maybe that that has something to do with it what works about this i mean it's a concept that doesn't hold great dramatic weight and a lot of these isekai things even that one are like implicitly oh yeah no one would shut the fuck up on that show i remember that like it was mostly just boring that show that was like someone's fetish boiled down to animation form again was also trying to draw a lot of feelings about childhood and parenting and wank, wank, wank. Yeah, uh, and this this actually manages to keep like a pretty snappy pace. It has it's short. It's uh, sketch based, right? I think there are like two or three sketches within this first episode that we yeah. saw. Uh, so you know, there's there's no long term. I don't want to say plan or anything like that, but. Any uh any setup is going to have its punchline pretty quickly. You are very much in a Charlie Brown plays football kind of situation. It also is <laughs> like because it is femdom, right? It has no problem making the viewer like kind of subtly insulting the viewer. <laughs> and I love for whatever reason, if it's done right, I absolutely love when a show or movie insults me or calls me stupid or says like why the fuck are you watching this well that's because your interior self-esteem is intact you won't start a whole fucking consumer revolt movement over being told that certain family lines aren't special (laughs) (laughs) i was wondering if you would pick up on that yeah um when the series like creates this nameless protagonist and then calls him basically calls him a pussy and steps on it (laughs) it's not that i'm getting off on it but i am like i do get it it's very it's very amusing it's got it's got a bit of a sprightly touch on its humor i think sometimes it might draw an individual joke out a bit too long but i think that might just be a question of you know how many sketches should you adapt per episode sure yeah i think that is a question that Nietzsche Bros and Key and Peel answered perfectly. <sighs> I miss both of them so much. Yeah. You still get um stray sketches of the latter because they Well yeah, they're like bread is buttered. I, I mean I, I wanna say that a combined twenty minutes of Toy Story Four was an episode of Key and Peel. Great. <laughs> it's great. They were the best thing about that fucking thing, and it was a great movie. 
Yeah, yeah, those toys have not missed yet. It's going to be weird if and or when that happens. I feel like they're done. I think they're... It felt like they were done with yeah. this one. I mean, it felt like they were done with three, and they and we were like, oh, man, they shouldn't make four. That'd suck. Like, anything would suck in comparison to this. I'm like, oh, cool. This might actually be, like, as good as the first one. Maybe not quite as good as three. I think I would rank it three, four, one, two in descending order, which is... You never fucking see that. That's a weird fucking order. That's right. That's the official Weeaboo Hell Toy Story ranking. And if you disagree, you're a bad person. Now. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the kind of insult that gets thrown at this kid randomly. I hate you. And he just has a sort of lit- live with that. I was actually going into this thinking I was going to get really sick of this shit really quickly. And I was pleasantly surprised. I was just laughing at his pain do we like do i care about like the conversation of whether or not they're fetishizing emotional abuse i don't think i care oh do you feel that the impulse to murder and cannibalize someone is being treated lightly by the pursuit of a savage cat of an innocent yellow bird that never hurt anyone (laughs) i promise you any joke with even a hint of value you can approach from some flank about how it is actually your problematic fave and if you want to live that life I respect you you walk a lonely monastic road that doesn't have to be lonely people can't really listen to you talk for too long without getting kind of annoyed Mm. so you walk that path alone beads in hand dispensing your wisdom alright yeah so that's my thought on that idea, at least. I think, okay, if you want to make the argument that this show does, in fact, fetishize emotional abuse at the very... It's mostly just emotional, because that that's the thing. It's not like Love Heen or anything, where she's beating the shit out of him every you know couple of minutes. No, she's, she's making him cry by bullying him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's so ridiculous, I can't help myself. It's just really fucking funny. Kind of reminds me of Excel Saga. Not content wise, but just ah, oh, there's a like few... vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um here on Weeaboo Hell we officially co-sign emotional abuse. It's good. That's one of my favorite things to do. Do it all the time. Excerpt this audio without any of the contextualizing material before I or after. I dare you, vultures, you should do it. Cancel the fuck out of me. <laughs> Anyway, this has been Weeaboo Hell. It's Weeaboo Hell. And this season looks fun. It It looks looks very good, yeah.